previewing every game of the English Premier League. Please gamble responsibly. This is the Clubhouse Premier League betting preview with Sportsbet.io. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. Sportsbet.io, Clubhouse Radio, the betting preview podcast. And I am James Butler, standing in for Dave Eason. He's off swanning and gallivanting off somewhere, enjoying himself. So I'm in probably for my final time of the uh, the season, because we're getting towards the end of this football season. Joining me to run through the FA Cup final and the Premier League action over the weekend, it's former Liverpool striker Neil Meller. How are you, Neil? James, very well. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. And uh, John Driscoll, journalist, broadcaster, host of the La Liga podcast. John, good to have you with us. Uh, Thank you very much. Well, let's get straight into it, shall we? FA Cup final on Saturday afternoon sees Liverpool still hunting that quadruple. They're still technically in that, aren't they? And uh, taking on a Chelsea side. Let's start with you, Neil, former Liverpool striker, as we said at the top of the show. FA Cup final, when I was a kid, we followed the players all the way from breakfast to the ground through the game and then probably until the the, uh, early hours of the following morning. Not quite so much uh, profile to it these days, but still a big thing, isn't it? Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm going to it. Um, I'm taking my little boy who's only 12 years old. And that's what it's all about. You know, since I told him that he's got a ticket for the cup final, he's been excited. Every morning he's woke up, he's been singing Wembley. And it still means a lot to that next generation. You know, he's excited to go and watch his team Liverpool. And that's what football is to me, creating those memories. Now, it may not go Liverpool's way. On the way home, we might be disappointed. But we go there with hope. We go there with excitement. I cannot wait to watch Liverpool in the FA Cup final. We are favourites and deservedly favourites because we're the better of the team. But you just never know on the day because Chelsea are capable and they've been close games, three games previously this season, two in the Premier League and of course the League Cup final already. So we know it's not going to be a convincing victory for Liverpool, we don't think, but we think it will be a tight game that hopefully Liverpool can get the better of. 3.4 Chelsea to win this one, 3.6 the tie and 2.14 for Liverpool. That's obviously inside the 90 minutes. There is a potential for extra time and penalties. 1.86 if you fancy over 2.5 match goals in this game. Under 2.5 is 1.94. John, you looking forward to this? Uh, yes, I am. Although I might actually have to miss them a bit though because my first uh, my first football tournament of the summer season, which they've managed superbly to time with the FA Cup final. So if my son's team do well, I'll be missing the start of the FA Cup final, which is uh, wonderful. They uh, annoy me that they put it now that you know that it's not at the end of the season um it should be on its own it should be its own special time um and if you want a slightly cynical view and yeah yeah i'm still looking forward to it um it's too dominated by the big clubs these days the fa cup final isn't it i think it was good that leicester won but if you look in recent years i mean not even that recent the the only teams that have made a splash from outside of the usual sort of dominant powers leicester last year wigan portsmouth who then both went up you know went into administration as a result of it or not a result but you know it's generally now the big clubs are so dominant that they're able to play what Liverpool's 60th game of the season are we on to now and still be going strong because the, the big clubs are so you know, just so strong so dominant so and the other thing because I, I remember again old man alert here but I was in 1978 I remember watching the FA Cup final the first one and Ipswich played Arsenal and as far as I can remember I hadn't seen another live football match that season maybe the old England game that might have been on or something but so it was such a unique thing because it was on telly that's that's why the FA Cup was was what it was because it was the only football match we were watching uh, on a on a you know a regular basis that you knew would be there and you could sit down and watch whereas now for obvious reasons and uh, you know the world is better in many ways I've watched about six this week already uh, which is good uh, you're not going to swap that for the world but um, yeah so the, the, the FA Cup it's definitely changed it's definitely you know it, it, it isn't what it was because it isn't this unique occasion anymore it's just another trophy to win before we get into the, uh, the the best bets, Neil, does this mean more to 
maybe overseas players playing in the Premier League than it does to English players now? Because they'll have seen FA Cups when they've been young from Wembley, etc. Do, do you reckon that makes a difference or is it as big for everybody? It's, it's still a big competition. It's still a major competition, but it's still nowhere near the Premier League or the Champions League. And ultimately, that's where the FA Cup has ranked and lost its position because of how big those tournaments are in terms of profile around the world, in terms of prize money as well. You know, I think if you get the, win the FA Cup, it's something like three and a half million. You know, you win the Champions League, you're talking over 100 million. So, so that is a big difference, of course, to the owners. We've seen managers sacked having won the Premier League, uh, the FA Cup. I think of Van goal for Manchester United neither of these managers will get the sack if they, if they do lose this game because they're, they're so important to the clubs but yeah in terms of the ranking of what the FA Cup means it's a trophy and it's not as big as the other ones but it will feel like a really big final now I went to the League Cup final against Chelsea and the League Cup is nowhere near the other trophies but it felt like a proper cup final and it will do at the weekend against Chelsea for both sets of fans John Chelsea's had a problematic um, last few months with Abramovich and everything else is this a, a really good opportunity to put a, a positive full stop to the season yeah yeah and so in that respect it means more to Chelsea than it does to Liverpool doesn't it? because Liverpool have got one trophy in the bag still got a chance of winning the league of course you know it's not that's you know we'll get onto that later but and they've got yeah they're probably favourites for the Champions League final as well, as well. so uh, they've got a lot of shots at this whereas Chelsea it's been a disappointing season hasn't it you know I mean it's not a disastrous season if you said Chelsea would finish third and get to the FA Cup final and get reasonably far in the Champions League you'd say Okay, that's, a, that's it's a bit underwhelming, um, but they haven't had a proper crack at the league, have they? they? They fizzled when Manchester City really put their first spurt in. Chelsea didn't come back from there. They spent 97 million on Lukaku. I think it's 15 goals in all competitions, but a really poor routine return in the league. So, yeah, it's not been great compared to where we were. You know, when Tuchel came in and made such an impact in such a short frame of time, won the Champions League. So, you, you, you know, it was, a, it was a legitimate argument that they would push on from there and that they would be the next challenges to Manchester City rather than it being Liverpool. But, you know, they're a long way behind in terms of points that don't look nearly as good. And... You know, you look again, and unfortunately, you're looking and thinking they need some better forwards. But they've spent an absolute fortune on the forwards that they've got. So it's it's not an it's not an easy fix, as far as I can see, with Chelsea. Nor is it a disaster, but it it is it's a bit of a disappointing season. You know, a season with without any gloss on it. So this game is a huge one for them. Mentioned Chelsea's uh, woes there, Neil. I mean, they've still got habits. They've still got Lukaku. Still have flipping good striker on his day, isn't he? You've got Mason Mount banging the goals um, from deeper. Plenty of very good plays in there. With your Liverpool specs off for a second, could you give Chelsea any chance at 3.4? Yeah, I think if they play the way they did in the League Cup final, I think they certainly do have a chance. Um, I think the football club's in a much different state certainly back then when Liverpool played them it feels a much more unsettled environment I think the results have shown that you know they've been inconsistent with those performances I think the best players are now wanting to leave you know we've seen Rudiger sign the contract with Real Madrid and, and that's an environment where I don't think the players are, are going to be too happy but it's a cup final it's a big game Chelsea do have players capable of producing it um, but as John mentioned there Chelsea were expected to be a lot closer to Liverpool and Man City this year this is five seasons now since they won the Premier League that they have been 20 plus points off the top 
place finish. There was a period, Neil, in the season where Chelsea were, there was three going for the title, wasn't there? And then Chelsea were swapping places with Liverpool, were swapping places with Man City. Then all of a sudden, just Chelsea just tailed off and the other two have gone clear, haven't they? Well, it's about that consistency, yeah. I mean, they've started the season well and you thought maybe they might be in it, but the consistency hasn't been there. And for Tuchel coming in and for all the money they've spent, and you've mentioned players there, Havertz, Werner coming in, Lukaku, all this money, they are nowhere near closing that gap mm. to Man City and Liverpool. And that is the reality. But on the day, they are capable with those players of producing a one-off performance. It would be a surprise, but it, they are capable, yes. Who starts though? For me, there's only one name I'm looking for in that Chelsea lineup. If he starts, I'd be concerned from a Liverpool point of view. He's not played the last few games, but he might be back for this one, Kante. If Kante plays, all of a sudden, I think he, he adds a little bit more quality to, to that Chelsea team. Yeah, he's a terrific player, isn't he? Let's finish off then, gents. Uh, the FA Cup final Saturday. Um, John Driscoll, your best bets ahead of this showpiece. Well, I actually think there's a case for all of the, you know, we've said about Chelsea being a, a little bit off the pace. 3.6 for the draw. They've drawn all three games that they played with Liverpool this season. There were two tight games last season as well. They generally, I think they know, you know, know how to turn up for finals, as we saw in the Champions League final last year and the semi-finals that they played. So at that price, I think there's a case for extra time. Lots of games go to extra time when extra time is available. For some reason, um, I, don't, I don't know, you know, Neil, Neil's the play. It's, I wonder if there's some kind of psychological thing there that you've got all that time available to you so there's no desperate rush to to really to really uh, push on and, and get the job done or to take massive gambles, probably 80 minutes plus. They're probably not people gambling in the way that there are probably in a in a one-off tie. Or, you know, and again, it's finished at 90. Yeah, I, I, I think the draw is a, is a draw at 90 minutes is a possibility. I still met Liverpool favourites, but that's it's it's it's, it's a way in. I, I can see that happening. The tie for you then at 3.6. Neil Malley, your best bet. Uh, Salah to score. I watched him against Spurs last week and I thought he's looking sharp. He had a couple of players around him and he'll have the same again against Chelsea. He was on the bench against Villa and I just feel as though it, there's more goals in, in between now and the end of the season and this could be one of those games so uh, Salah to get himself a goal on the score sheet 2.33 for Mohamed Salah to score any time and to put a smile on Neil Miller and his 12 year old son's face on Saturday as the FA Cup final is played Let's move into the Premier League then next. And uh, we start off Sunday, um, 12 o'clock, 12 noon. Tottenham taking on Burnley. Spurs are 1.36. The tie is 5.33. Eight, if you fancy Burnley to take the three points. If you fancy goals over 2.5 is 1.58. 2.37 if you fancy under 2.5. John Driscoll, Spurs have been flying. Fantastic uh, performance against Arsenal just last night as, uh, as we were recording this one. Burnley in desperate need of points. How do you see this? Uh, I mean, the price is pushing you in the direction of saying Spurs. They're, they're, I mean, they're a much better team than Burnley, aren't they? And they were, I thought they were really good. I thought the first 15 minutes the other night, I think, against Arsenal, Arsenal pressed very high and Spurs sat very deep. And I thought they 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 were in danger of being too passive. And then they really, they put the burners on, didn't they? They put a lot of pressure on Arsenal and Arsenal buckled from there. I mean, Rob Holding made idiotic decisions in, in, in that game you know you can blame the officials you can look for excuses the, the defender made the, the bad calls you know that's that's the only the only call for me and also I think Spurs were better and putting a lot of pressure on Arsenal so if they play like that then 
that very narrow price is justified and you're looking at the overs then as, as, a, as a way to go or of course son goals or Kane goals which are um, it's not a bad it's not a bad well certainly son goals it's not a bad way to have gone in recent weeks is it the, the, obviously the downside from Spurs the, 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 the trap is the, the Brighton game where they lost uh, 1-0 the Brentford game had a couple of matches just last month where they failed to get a shot on target I think in either of those two games which there's a very good chance that will ultimately cost them a Champions League place, that that little mini stumble that they had. So if they go back to there, then obviously that lets Burnley in. Burnley lost their last game, but generally under Mike Jackson have picked up and played with a little bit more freedom, I guess. All, all that, you know, I'm, Spurs are still the outstanding team of these two, obviously. Neil, um, as a striker yourself, watching Kane and Son combine in recent weeks has been a joy, hasn't it? Kane got two last night, Son got one against Arsenal. Um, Spurs at 1.36 is, is pretty short, but... On recent uh, performances, they've got too much for Burnley, haven't they? Should have. I don't think the timing of the game helps them. They play Thursday night. This is the early kickoff, isn't it, on Sunday as well? So that may come into it. They may make a few changes. I think Burnley will see this as a bonus if they can get anything from the game because they have that midweek game against Villa, which is one where they'll be thinking they need to get something from. Um, but they're doing a big battle, aren't they, to stay up Burnley, of course. Burnley have got some good away results this season. Here you go. Here's a few to just say. They've drawn at West Ham. They've drawn at Arsenal. They've drawn at Chelsea. They've drawn at Wolves. They've, they've, they've got some good results there. So, so they'll take confidence from having got good results. And the fact of the timing of this game, they may think that they can keep this one tight and maybe keep it to under 2.5 goals. You mentioned about Son. You mentioned about Kane. I can't believe Son's got more goals in the Premier League than Kane. I didn't think I'd be saying that at this stage of the season, but he has. And they will be the main threat. I'd actually pick a player different to them too. Kulisevsky. Really impressed with him. I like him signing from Juventus. He hasn't scored at home home for Spurs this could be his first goal at home for Spurs so that could be an interesting bet this weekend makes it a good game John doesn't it that these two teams both for varying reasons have got something very much to play for still in the rest of this season Spurs obviously pushing for a top four place running usurp Arsenal Burnley just um, on goal difference only outside of the relegation zone so this is a big big match isn't it yeah, and there's, I mean, Burnley's goal difference is significantly better than Leeds, isn't it? So it's not as if they need to be, there's, a, there's some incentive for them to be cautious. They might as well try to get something from it. Now, that something, a point would be really, really good for them, isn't it? It might just, you know, it might be a decisive point come the end of the season. So there's a, a case for them playing pretty conservatively at the start of the game I mean Spurs have to win both of their games uh, they should because they've got Norwich to come on the last on the last day uh, obviously even though they beat Arsenal they're still behind Arsenal so they've got to go for it they've got to be positive they they are a very good team yeah you know it should, it should be it should be a cracker yeah bear in mind you know some of the others you're looking at and you're sort of thinking that's going to take a bit of motivation to watch that particular game but uh, certainly not this one over 1.58 Neil for over 2.5 with the firepower that Spurs have after putting three points past Arsenal, Kane and Son, as we say, flying. That looks like a decent enough bet to me. Would you go even further than that on the goals? No, because of the timing of the game. I just feel as though, because it comes around less than 48 hours after that game against Arsenal, they put a lot into that. They won it comfortably. I think emotionally, they put a lot into that game as well. So I'd just be tempted to ease off on the amount of goals that Spurs get. I think for them to get three points, to get into the top four, put the pressure back onto Arsenal would be good enough. 1-0, 2-0. I can't see it being any more than that. Well, unders then, 2.37 looks a good price on the basis of your line of thought there let's set around off then with our best bets for Spurs against Burnley John where are you going to take me I'm going to go with the overs I'm going to, yes I'm going to not take Neil's advice I'm going to say <laughs> uh, rested 
Son because uh, he came off, didn't he? Um, I thought they they strolled through the last half hour against Arsenal. The um, whole team of Lionel Messi is walking around the pitch against a demoralised opponent. So I'm, I'm going to say Spurs Spurs with a few goals in this one. You're going to go goals going against Neil Mellor, already falling out on the podcast, only in the second <laughs> game we're into. Neil, fight back. What's your best bet? Yeah, under 2.5 Spurs to win, but I fancy Kulisevsky if you're looking for someone a little bit different to get on the score sheet. Yeah, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? I think there's been two players for me that have really made their mark in the Premier League after being signed uh, um, in, in the middle of the season. Kulisevsky for Spurs and obviously uh, your man, um, Luis Diaz yeah. at uh, Liverpool. He's been absolutely um, fantastic as well. Kulisevsky, 3.2, any time to score. High noon on Sunday. Our next match then that we're going to look at, Aston Villa taking on Crystal Palace. Villa 2.05 to win, 3.6 the tie, 3.66 if you fancy Palace to take the three points. 1.87 for over 2.5 goals, 1.92 for under 2.5. Neil, Villa, they've kind of been a bit hot and cold, but when they're hot, they're very, very good indeed. Crystal Palace, um, they've really um, started to look as if they're improving as a side this season. This should be quite a good game, I think. Yeah, I think so. There's a little bit of freedom for both teams, obviously in a position that they know that they won't be in Europe they won't be going down so we may see um, a little bit more freedom in the performances as well with, without that pressure I hope so um, I thought Villa had to go against Liverpool I was impressed with how they performed um, and of course Palace back-to-back victories unbeaten in three games so um, yeah I think they'll go to Aston Villa thinking that they'll they'll have some opportunities and it'll be a case of who takes them and, and who is more wasteful the question is for Villa though Watkins could be a doubt he went off in that game against Liverpool I think if he's missing I think that is a big big miss for, for Villa at the top end of the pitch so I'd be waiting on the team news for, for that Villa one John how do you, how do you see this one uh, for, for me it looks um it's a quite a tight game and Palace being 3.66 to Villa's 2.05 maybe the values with them yeah yeah no I would agree with that I like Palace I think I, I think they could go well we'll see where they finish got a couple of winnable games haven't they left so you know you, you know I think next season they could be I don't think I don't see them in a relegation battle it's an interesting summer uh, Vieira's first summer really isn't it uh, with their with the whole recruitment setup so it, it's a big one for them to see if they can get a player probably a centre forward I would imagine would be the top of the list isn't it because they're not he doesn't seem convinced by any of the centre forwards he's got Zahar is still weighed in with the goals it'd be fascinating to see whether Zahar is still there next season haven't heard any rumours to the contrary but time is sort of running out if he wants to go to a team that's going to be playing in Europe on a regular there's basis there's usually rumours about uh, Wilf Zahar every single <laughs> oh, season so maybe I mean, the one season some. where there aren't any yeah, yeah. the season he goes um, maybe so yeah yeah maybe it sort of slip under the radar and, and be away uh, but no I, I think Vieira's done a good job I like, you know I like Palace this season um, I think they, with a with a better centre forward, with a centre forward who we trust, so I guess would be the way you'd say it. Uh, then they, um, I think they could have, you know, been higher up the league. Um, that said. Um, Villa are, are also a decent team. It's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one to call, James. So it's a fair point that that three point six six. Maybe you're just looking at the numbers, aren't you, and saying, yeah, well, why not? Well, you know, end of season game. It's one of those ones where anything could happen in this game. So why, you know, why not? Why not sort of follow the follow the longer numbers? Neil, as a former player yourself, I'm sure you've had seasons where the last few games have been immaterial in terms of success or failure. Kind of the pervert, yeah, on the beach kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, every player is different, I'm sure. But how did you always play the last two when there was nothing really on them? Did we? Did you give you everything? Were you already metaphorically in Magaluf partying, or how, how did you go? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I, I think players will will still be professional. I think still they'll want that personal pride about themselves, knowing they're getting judged every time they're out there. And I think maybe slightly different in Villa's case, because I think Stephen Gerrard still may be making his mind up about a few players. Uh, and so they might be slightly more on it than perhaps Crystal Palace, where the, you know they've had a full season under Patrick Vieira. So, yeah, I, I mean, the players will, will want to do well. They want to get three points. There may even be bonuses, I don't know, with the top 10 finish, which both can achieve this season. So, so that could be an extra incentive as well well to bear in mind quiz question though for both of you see if you can answer this one while we're on Aston Villa v Crystal Palace I couldn't not throw it in Crystal Palace have not won at Aston Villa for nine years 2013 was the last win a 1-0 win 90th minute winning goal who got the winner for Crystal Palace that day at Villa Park 2013 the last time Villa went to Villa Park to win there could be a very long pause in this podcast now. I think. Well, I'll, I'll give you a clue. He is still playing in the Premier League at the moment and he is playing for a team that are a similar position. They were going to get relegated, but now they're well clear of it all. I'm not going to name the team, but that's as good a clue as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Oh, blimey. Ooh. Centre forward, scored for Palace, winning goal. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to run through in my head, um, former Palace. <laughs> he, plays for, he plays for Newcastle. I can't get it. I still can't. Chris Wood was never at Palace, was he? So, no. Um, oh, Wilson. No. No, I am. Uh, <laughs> he scored famously coming off the bench a couple of goals against Liverpool for Palace. I'll tell you what, we're failing dismally here, John, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, this is bad, isn't it? Um, so, oh, Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale, there yeah, we go. Right, well done. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's fine I, just, I didn't get any confessions about Muggleluff though out of you but we got a quiz question that stumped yeah, us both um, best bets then ahead of this game um, I think as I say I think it's going to be a tight one but where are you going to take me John um, let us go I might, right is Buendia going to play because Buen, or Danny Ings maybe I might go Villa goals you know especially Watkins is struggling obviously it puts a lot of responsibility on Ings he's been looking to try and play the two of them together so I might find Danny Ings with a little bit of form maybe or might go that Palace that Palace away yeah Palace away 3.66 and if you fancy Danny Ings to get on the score sheet 2.9 any time for Ings to score he did score an absolute cracker in the last game but it was uh, rolled offside but he was getting in the right places couldn't find the back of the net um, what about you now Miles offside he was um, yeah um, I'm going to agree with John actually because I've written Danny Ings down he's got seven goals this season he's got two in his last three games he is in form he's just won an award this week at the Aston Villa end of season awards goal of the season he won for Aston Villa so his confidence will be up Danny Ings to score and a home win for me you heard it here first then Aston Villa taking on Palace our first game two o'clock Sunday Right, let's get into it very quickly this one. We're not going to talk about Leeds United very much at all because I'm a bit depressed at the moment, Neil Miller. Um, two o'clock kickoff, Leeds taking on Brighton. 2.66 apiece. The uh, teams, the compilers can't separate the two sides. Um, win probabilities, 3.4 for the tie. Fancy goals over 2.5 is 1.83. Um, exactly two for under 2.5. Neil, please tell me that my team's got a chance. We've got a chance. Um, that was that wasn't overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the team news will be interesting because because I don't know who's available because it seems again like Leeds are having a, a crisis in terms of players available. You've got Ailing suspended. You've got Dan James rightly so suspended for that challenge the other night as well. In my opinion, Bamford don't think he'll be fit. What, who else is on on that list? You've got Dallas out as well. You've got Harrison. He limped off as well. Forshaw's another injured player. So we've mentioned a lot of key players there for Leeds. Had they all been playing, you'd fancy them to beat Brighton, but they're not. And that is a concern for Leeds. I think a draw wouldn't be a bad result just to try and stop this current run of three defeats in a row. The home crowd will be up. We know that. 
they were flattened very quickly against Chelsea. So if they can withstand Brighton getting a goal in that first half, I think Leeds can get something from the game. I don't see them winning the game, but I think it could be another one of those draws to add to Brighton's list and not a bad point for Leeds. Mm, see, I, I've looked at the um, last two games for Leeds United, John, and I think this Brighton game, it's almost like a must win for me. Three points there and then going into that final game with at least uh, a bit of positivity. Brighton are tough though, aren't they? Tough to break down. The growing pot has got them playing good football. It's not going to be easy at all for Leeds to get that win that I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I think they it's tough and and it's a must win for, for Leeds. I think both of those things are true. I mean, we always knew that they had this tough, tough run of games towards the end of the season, didn't we? So in a sense, there's no need to panic. You know, so it's been City, Arsenal, Chelsea. So, you know, three defeats. If it was three defeats in September, October, you'd think, nah, don't panic. But the trouble is, the league table is what it is, isn't it? You know, perception is reality in football, isn't it? Because it changes everything. It puts so much pressure, an extraordinary amount of pressure on the Leeds players coming into this. Um, they are ragged. They didn't make the investment. I think they could come, you know, there's a very good chance that Leeds hierarchy will come and think, we messed up because Bielsa wrung every last drop out of a set of players to get them up keep them up um, and to, you know, to give it another crack. And they, 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 there were cracks all over the place towards the end of Bielsa's time. So Jesse Marsh has come in. It's, it's an interesting appointment, but he doesn't know. He's never been in the Premier League before. So it's not someone who comes in with a Premier League game plan in a Sam Allardyce, you know, Sam Allardyce used to do and change things around, keep it tight, get a few results. That that wasn't the, that was never happening with Jesse Marsh. And so they are genuinely in trouble. They unfortunately play Brighton, who have run into um, an amazing form. Obviously, you know they, they blew Manchester United apart, didn't they? Um, it was four, could have been more. Um, previous to that, they beat uh, Wolves. They've lost one game in seven after that awful run. They're a funny team, Brighton, aren't they? They really are patchy and streaky, but they they're a very good team and a very good controlled team as well. Who like a lot of possession and early, certainly early parts of the game don't take many gambles and. They then sort of step on the gas as the game goes on a little bit, which is the kind of thing that Leeds, I think, don't need. Leeds need a goal from somewhere, don't they? Um, and that's where they're struggling because so many players are are, are injured. I, I, I heard somebody say the other day, and it was, it was an amazing thing, last centre midfielder that Leeds signed was Adam Forshaw. And you think, hang on, why? what, you know, a dereliction of duty that, isn't it? To just renew the squad, especially with the, the physical demands placed on them um, under Bielsa and under Jesse Marsh. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a real struggle. It's a real struggle for Leeds. You should have made that a quiz question, John. We'd have been scratching our heads on that one, I think. Uh, now, I've been, I've been feeling really sorry for Jesse Marsh. I actually like him. I think he's come in. He's obviously got the uh, Bielsa shadow over him as well. Um, a lot of Leeds fans haven't forgiven the club for sacking Bielsa yet. And the last couple of games where Leeds have been ragged, no doubt about it. You know, he's done what he's done, but they've gone out there. Red cards have um, unsettled things. Um, Meslier has been terrific in goal all season, really. Makes an absolute howler to get them off to a terrible start against Arsenal. When it's not going for you sometimes, it just doesn't go for you, does it? No, uh, and that's what I'm saying. I, I honestly believe that if Leeds get a point in this game, that could be the point that keeps them up. Burnley have got three very tough games. Burnley are not a good side. So if Leeds can get a point from this game, it could be the point that keeps them in the Premier League. And so they don't have to go and win the game 
game in the first half and go hell for leather and leave themselves exposed to being picked off by Brighton uh, they may have to play a little bit tighter and, and try and frustrate Brighton because Brighton will see a lot more of the ball I think that the players out are a big problem I think the manager will, will set them up to try and get something from the game of course but this could be a big point for Leeds I think it will be a draw I don't think there will be many goals in it under 2.5 but, but I'm going to sit with a, a draw for this one I much prefer your scenario Neil to uh, mine and John's that the point will be enough and keep Leeds up um, and hopefully you're right so the so the unders play for you Neil that's uh, under 2.5 is exactly two so double your money price there John your best bet for this game Oh, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll take a bit of that. I'll go yeah, the, the yeah, the tie at three point four. You said didn't you? And low scoring. Yeah, I can see that that combination for this for this game, which which uh, you know, it's, it's not a it's not a disaster for Leeds. <laughs> no, absolutely not. As a, as a Leeds fan, I'm more than happy to go with the dour and boring as long as it gets the point and gets the keeps them in the Premier League. Let's move on. Watford against Leicester. Watford 3.66. The tie is 3.752 for Leicester to win this one. Over 2.5 is 1.73. Under 2.5 is 2.1. John Driscoll. Leicester have been playing quite nicely recently. Watford's uh, basically down and out. Have they got anything left? Uh, it's, this is one of those games where they're, they're quite hard to call, I think, these end-of-season games, aren't they? Um, I mean, Leicester are playing for position. They got a good win against, but it was only Norwich. Um, and Norwich, have, it would seem to be literally given up. Uh, Watford, at least in the last game against Everton, played with a little bit of um, spirit, I suppose you'd say. Ben Foster played very well. Um, they didn't lose at home after 11 consecutive defeats at home, which is some extraordinary run, isn't it? Towards, you know, for any team at any time to go on that kind of run. Obviously, there. I, I joked last time we, we spoke uh, about them getting through another manager before the end of the season, but they, you know, they've managed it. Maybe, the, I, I can't make any case for, for Watford, really, other than it's an end-of-season game. Leicester might be careless. That That's that's the case for Watford doing something. Maybe, I mean, Vardy was informed the other day. He generally hasn't struggled with his fitness, doesn't he, to put two games together, but uh, galvanised by his wife's struggles in court, maybe uh, he'll bang another couple in, Jamie Jamie Vardy, in this game. Two for Leicester, Neil. W money price against an ailing Watford. That looks quite a good bet to me. All over that one, absolutely. Um, I think John just mentioned it. 11 defeats in a row at home, and then they drew to to Everton. They didn't even have a shot on target, um, so it'd be a case of when uh, Leicester get that goal, because I think they will score with the firepower Leicester have, uh, much better than Watford. Yeah, this is a, a banker of an away win for me, whoever does play. I fancy Barnes actually on the score sheet. I think Barnes is, Barnes is a good player. He's got nine goals this season, so for him to get his 10th goal of the season, he's got one in 15, so he can, comes under the sort of due one, category because I think he's better than that um, so yeah Leicester to win this one away at Watford and um, and the season just cannot end quick enough can it for Watford Harvey Barnes for any time good price for him to bang one into the back of the net I'm always looking out for James Madison 3.25 he is and uh, Jamie Vardy mentioned by John there 2.08 any time but Leicester to win that game W money price too gamble responsibly though everybody there's such thing as an absolute cert in the Premier League And West Ham taking on Manchester City. Seven for a Hammers victory. Five for the tie. 1.41 for Man City. Over 3.5. The compilers are setting the benchmark there. They see goals in this one. 2.36 if you fancy overs. Under 3.5 is 1.6. Neil Miller, Man City. The inevitable race to the title continues, doesn't it? Yeah, two games to go uh, for them. I think what you would say is when the pressure's been on, they've delivered again, like they did a couple of years ago. Liverpool pushed them and, and City had too much and it looks to be the case again. I think 
think we're seeing Kevin De Bruyne in perhaps the form of his life. I think he's unplayable. I was he was exceptional the other night, wasn't he? Incredible. He was un- he was unbelievable. People are saying that he's the best player in the Premier League. What I would say is at this moment in time, he is unbelievable and and, and the main man. So if his name's on the team sheet, I fear for West Ham. People will say, oh, well, City have got this injury, that injury. Well, they've got Kevin De Bruyne in the team. And with Kevin De Bruyne, he can just open that West Ham defence up. What I would say is I think West Ham's biggest threat comes from set pieces because City have a few defensive issues there. So whether they can score from a set piece, you know, you're looking at defenders, maybe a Dawson, a Zoom or someone like that who may pop up with a goal for West Ham. But a draw would be a good result for West Ham. Mark Noble's last game for West Ham, last home game of the season. It's been a great season. West Ham can still get top six Europa League football. So if they know that if they win, that it's in their own hands to get into those Europa League groups and they enjoyed that run this season. So I would love a West Ham win, but I'd, I'd say more chance of a draw. John, if Man City do win this one, it effectively wraps up the title, doesn't it? They've, their goal difference is uh, superior to Liverpool. It would take some chasing them down, wouldn't it, for the uh, team in An- from Anfield? Yes. Yeah, what is it, seven better? Mm. And then, so then you'd have one game which you'd have to turn around. So, yeah, you'd need a sort of a four goal and a three goal, four goal win for, for Liverpool, three goal defeat. For not City, not impossible, you, but yeah. you'd put Man City in a, in a hell of a, in a hell of a shape, wouldn't it? Yeah, and their their sprint to the line has been impressive, hasn't it? It's been it's been magnificent, hasn't it? When you look at the goal, it's five in each of their last two, four, five, three, five. You know that is as one amazing race to the line, wrapped around defeat in the Champions League semi final as well, which which just bounced straight off them, didn't it? And they just carried on uh, very impressively. I mean, it, you know, helps that they've got this mighty squad. <laughs> it helps that they've got Kevin De Bruyne, who was injury hit. Touch and go, uh, you know, hit and miss start of the season, and has come into form in the last two months with a, with a magnificent run of form. Uh, West Ham very much limped to the end of the season, didn't they? They have not been able to do what City have done for obvious reasons, um, and combine the European campaign with maintaining their league form. They again, it's just it's investment compared to the teams above them. I think David Moyes has done a brilliant job. I think we need to say that. I think you know you see the lists of managers of the, of the season never gets in it, uh, and yet West Ham have punched above their weight considerably when you look at the size of the club and the size of the investment they've made compared to others. We've got a 4-0 against Norwich, but then Norwich are I mean, literally just handing them to them on a plate. <laughs> a couple of those occasions, weren't they? The one that Antonio tapped in from two yards out. Uh, everything tells me City will will win it. Will they go goal crazy? I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe go the unders. If it's under 3.5, because most football matches don't. Five's not a normal amount to score. You know, you know the four and fives that they've been getting, that's not a normal amount in a football match, is it? West Ham are a stronger team than most of the ones that, that they have, have played. Maybe maybe you go City, and you, but you go under the 3.5. Neil, I mean, it's not doom and gloom, is it, for Liverpool by any means? I mean, most teams would swap a season where you could potentially get three trophies instead of four. Is the team that wins the Premier League over the course of a season against everybody, the marathon, not a sprint, are they the better side? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Can't argue with that. Yeah, uh, I think the problem is for a lot of fans who watch English football Premier League football it would be four out of the last five seasons for Man City winning the Premier League you know we talk about other European leagues that being dominated and and that's not what we want you know Liverpool have been the only team to, to give them a battle over the last few years and, and have tried again this year and City they look like they're not going to slip up but you just never know while there's hope the Liverpool fans will remain hopeful that the unlikely might happen so I'll, I'll point to the fact that West Ham can finish top six last home game of the season maybe they're fresher they didn't have a midweek game Man City had that midweek game of course as well um, a draw I'd be happy with the draw I'll be honest so um, so my prediction is going to be a draw and a centre-half to score let's go with Dawson he's got two Premier League goals this season he's going to get his third uh, let's see if that one comes off I mean, Liverpool fans walk on with hope in their heart regardless 
supporters, don't they? They, they tend to sink. They're a, quite a happy set of fans, I always think, Liverpool fans. John Driscoll, you went on the unders. Anything, any other advance in that game for you in terms of a bet? Um, right. So who's going to rotate City round, basically, and think who, who didn't score will score this time is, is always a way of thinking, looking at it, isn't it? If Mahrez is fit, Mahrez is usually the shortest prize, isn't it, for, uh, for, for City players. Uh, De Bruyne is in brilliant form, isn't he? Sterling's weighed in with a couple. Foden's been playing regularly. They're, they're, that, that's the problem with them, isn't it? They're hard, it's hard to pick who will score a goal at, at any point in a Man City game because they've just got options. Hard to pick for defenders as well, isn't it? Who's, who's going to score against you? I mean, City to win, but at 1.41, go that or go, you know, like I say, yeah, unders and a City win. Well, you're going to go unders and a City win. We've got from Neil, Craig Dawson to score 14. He's uh, any time to find the back of the net for the Hammers on Sunday. Last two o'clock game of the weekend, Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Norwich. Norwich already relegated seven for them to pick up a uh, three points to make it a slightly more respectable. 4.5 the tie, 1.47 if you fancy Wolves to win. 1.81 for over 2.52 for under 2.5. Neil... This is a game that doesn't necessarily fill me with a huge amount of enthusiasm. What about you? Yeah, I mean, Norwich have been a disappointing handy this season. It feels like whoever's going to play them has got a very good chance of winning. It's just a case of how many. Uh, we know that Wolves don't score many goals, but you'd fancy them to win this one. Norwich, five defeats in a row, one win in 15. Can't really make any kind of case for them. I was looking at the starting lineup against Leicester and I was thinking, I'm not even sure that team would get promoted next season in the Championship. Uh, I know they're seen as a yo yo team, um, but but the quality isn't there and Wolves will want to respond in front of their home fans after that thumping against Manchester City. So I do fancy Wolves to, to win this one and win it comfortably. 1.47 for a Wolves win there. What about you, John? Uh, I'm not impressed by Wolves. That's the, that's the problem. I mean, Norwich are awful, aren't they? Uh, haven't scored in four. So, you know, haven't, haven't given it a go in four. haven't given it a go all season, really. Uh, I, I, a quick look at the XG table so for, for fans of a football stat Wolves would be relegated on XG which which basically just tells you they don't create chances it's it's, it's an obvious problem for them isn't it and, and they're a hard watch they're, you know um, Bruno Large got a lot of praise at the start of the season as a as a contrast to Nuno because the football was a bit dull and lifeless and stayed under Nuno and, and here we are again with Wolves um, it's just they're not an enjoyable team are they so I mean I'll, I'll ask I, both of you a question then they're eighth well, in the Premier League my, yeah. my team leads is miles below that been playing never a dull match for Leeds United would you prefer a team to play attacking football and lose and excite you or have a Wolves as your team and finish eighth and be in a very respectable position in the Premier League um, it depends on when is the answer to that isn't it um, in that you know, I'm a Middlesbrough fan so right now you offered me two two or three years from now a mid-table Premier League boring people uh, like we did under Steve McLaren but I remember Middlesbrough people throwing someone went on the pitch and threw a season ticket at Steve McLaren at the end of the season because Borough had finished 14th and were boring. And um and and then look what you you know, be careful what you wish for is 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 the is the answer to this. But you can't season after season after season after season of winning enough games one nil that you survive or that you finish mid-table. I, I can see why people get annoyed with it. What about you, Neil? I mean you're you're spoiled following Liverpool, aren't you? Because you, you 
generally win. But would you prefer an exciting team and maybe flirting with catastrophe or a very sensible, boring mid-table? Yeah, well, it depends how you do, how you want football to be. To me, I want moments. I want memories. I want to enjoy watching my football team, as good or bad as they may be. And and yeah, I don't like a bland style of football at all. So whilst the safety, the security has been there for Wolves, I'd be excited going to watch Leeds because you never know what they're going to produce. And you know the brand of the Lava Girl, um, whereas Wolves, like you say, they're expected to win this game against Norwich at the weekend. It's probably going to be 1-0. It's not going to be a great game. The fans are going to go, oh, that wasn't great. But, but, but you want that buzz from, from when you go inside the stadium. And I don't think the Wolves fans have had that this season. They'll probably say, oh, we got the buzz when we scored two late goals against Chelsea last week. Yeah, maybe, but they're few and far between those moments for, for Wolves this season. But they are in a good position in terms of the Premier League. Just the brand of football isn't great. But, but I think they will have enough for this one. Goal scorers, Jimenez. I'd like the look of Jimenez. He's only got six goals this season. He hasn't scored in his six uh, last game so I'd fancy him to get on the score sheet uh, this weekend 6.4 by the way for a 1-0 Wolves win uh, against Norwich and if you fancy uh, Jimenez to uh, find the back of the net he's available for you 2.3 any time any advance on that John? Uh, no I like Wolves and in a low score I mean, 1-0 2-0 so maybe he'll be under the 2.5 Jimenez is an interesting one isn't it he was obviously their outstanding player until he got that really bad injury he came back everyone was so delighted for him to be back that we all wish him well <sighs> it's a harsh world isn't it football and his output hasn't been there has it in, in reality since he's since he's been back to full fitness and you can't leave it forever and ever because if you know the trouble with I mean, you, your hardcore gamblers look at XG don't they and Matthew Benham the you know, the, the Wolves the, sorry the Brentford owner will be looking that kind of stat and the, the, people see it as a future predict, as, as a reasonable prediction of future events um, because you won't be against your, your, your it will get you eventually if you're not creating chances you can't scrape a enough one nils forever so they need to get better Wolves they need to start becoming more creative getting into goal scoring positions I mean this weekend they're playing Norwich it'll, they'll be fine but uh, long term I'm not so sure To the end of uh, term report from John and Neil Wolves must do better but they'll probably have enough at the weekend 1.47 for a Wolves win and 6.4 if you fancy them to win by a goal to nil in the UK on Sunday afternoon. Everton, who have just found a little bit of a spring in their step, haven't they, over the last couple of games? They're 2.1 to beat Brentford. Brentford are 3.6, 3.5 for the tie. Over 2.5 goals is 1.96. Under 2.5 is 1.83. Neil, much to my um, dismay, Everton has suddenly found the ability to get points. Yeah, seven points out of nine. That that may be enough for them this season. Um, They're obviously still looking over the shoulder and whilst they're thinking it might not be enough, I I think it may well be, the home form has been a big factor. I think the fans have, have played a huge part in that. I think Pickford's been in good form at the right time as well. He's made some important saves in recent games. And they'll be looking at this one thinking, yeah, we can add to that what's been an impressive tally of seven points out of nine so far. John, Neil just mentioned Jordan Pickford there. He's been incredible, actually, hasn't he? He seems to be one of these players that if you know, the more the adversity, the more he grits his teeth, and the more he flings himself around and saves his side. I actually said on Clubhouse Radio the other day, he's almost single-handedly kept them in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been a genuinely significant individual contribution, hasn't it, from Pickford in a couple of games where he, he made amazing saves and they've got crucial wins. So, yeah, it's, yeah hats off to him. Uh, that, that dreadful, boring game against Watford the other night, but still a point towards safety, wasn't it? 11 points from six games. They've only conceded four goals uh, in that in that run as well. Um, I mean, it's Brentford. 
but Brentford have won six out of nine, haven't they? Haven't they? They've won the the other game one nil between the two teams. So they're they're a banana skin at, at all times, Brentford. So you know you wouldn't be silly. Um, you, you'd be silly to write them off. But I th- I think Everton have have the momentum. All their games are tight. That's what Lampard has done. Um, and so narrow, I'm saying narrow again, aren't I? I've got a, I've got a miserable weekend coming up if I'm right about all these scores. Uh, so I'm, I'm saying a narrow narrow home win for Everton. Neil, from a, you know, obviously you're the red side of Liverpool or the red part of Liverpool, however you phrase that. How much of a catastrophe for the City would it have been if Everton had been relegated? They've been in the top tier for forever, haven't they? Would it have been a, a problem for Liverpool fans? Because obviously that derby's a big moment, isn't it? In this, or two big moments in the season. I suppose it would. It would be a case of how long would they have been down for? You know, if they were like a lead sixteen years, Forest twenty years, Sheffield Wednesday twenty years, then yeah, it's a problem because the fans want that derby. I think a lot of fans would have found it humorous them going down. I think the fact when they came to Anfield recently, their brand of football was really unappealing. To, um, changed a few fans' opinions to say, well, actually, I wouldn't mind them going down for one season. But it looks like they're not going to go down, uh, and it has been the home form. I think if they win this game, I think that will pretty much guarantee a, a place in the Premier League and that's the incentive isn't it for them this weekend to, to get the three points and just relax and, and thank the fans for, for their support I know it will not be mathematically uh, it may be by the end of the weekend but it would be a huge result I don't think they'll win the game I think it'll be a draw I think it, there won't be many goals in it but nil nil 1-1 one, one, certainly under 2.5 is one that I, I like under 2.5 available at 1.83 final word before we get your best bets John the um, Brentford we have kind of concentrated on Everton really in this uh, little chat but they've had a tremendous season haven't they they came up they were hot favourites to get relegated and they have more than punched above their weight yeah no they've been terrific haven't they uh, and the, the fact that we're not really fi- figuring them in the discussion shows you how well they've done haven't they that they're a mid-table team Brentford now and, and bear in mind the, the yo-yo existence of, of teams like Watford and Norwich for, for Brentford to have come up and look I mean you know they're a small club they, they make a lot of good decisions in the transfer market they've got to keep getting those right when they sell when they buy um, because they're a tiny club punching well above their weight so you're all Always on a knife edge, but it has been a terrific season for them. Uh, they deserve their place in the Premier League for, for next year as well. Huge decision on whether they sell, for example, Ivan Tony. Fascinating to see whether they get Ericsson back, who has been a real catalyst since he has, has come um, back to football. So it's a it's a fascinating close season coming up. But their form recently has been brilliant, and they've been they've been a joy to watch. Yeah, Ericsson's uh, arrival was uh, was a big moment for Brentford. I think this season was net nil nil from Neil. By the way, ten. If you fancy backing that one apiece in that game, 6.2. What about you, John? Your best bet? Uh, I'm going to go Everton and under 2.5, I think. Everton to uh, to win this one then. At the weekend, Everton at 2.1 to win that one. Under 2.5 is available for you at... Uh, well, it's actually better than W Money there. Under 2.5 is available at... Actually, no, 1.83 if you fancy a few goals in that game. The final game on Sunday. In to Monday, eight o'clock kickoff in the UK sees Newcastle um, four to beat Arsenal, 1.88 for them to pick up the three points. 3.66 if you fancy the tie in this game. Over 2.5 is 1.81. Under 2.5 is 1.96. Neil, um, we've mentioned uh, already on this uh, podcast the uh, manager of the month 
sort of tag that we give people. Um, Eddie Howe's got to be in that conversation, hasn't he? When he picked them up, they were uh, um, struggling against relegation and he's just basically taken them well clear and into the top half. Yeah, he's done brilliant, hasn't he? Uh, since he arrived in January, he's completely changed the football club around. I, th- I think many thought at this stage of the season with a couple of games to go, we'd be talking about Newcastle in big relegation trouble. It's not the case, well clear. And they can enjoy the final two games of the season, the final one at home. It's a different atmosphere up there at Newcastle now. There's a sense that things are starting to change. You know, they're enjoying the football a lot more. They've got a new hero in Bruno Gramirez, which I think could be, um, if he stays, of course, one for them to enjoy. And and the home form has been decent. What they won? Six out of the last seven at home. Uh, the only defeat was against Liverpool. No shame in that one. So this is a tough game for Arsenal. And I think they'll know going into this game that they'll be out of the top four. So there's even more pressure on them going to Newcastle and, and turning them over. But they are not going to have it their own way. I think Newcastle, with the fans, will make it difficult Monday. It's good to see, actually, isn't it? The Newcastle fans, uh, they absolutely love that club. And to see them get a few things to smile about is a good thing. But John, um, Neil mentioned Arsenal there. Battered by Spurs in the end, really. Ten men Arsenal. Can they bounce back? Uh, they can, obviously. I mean, they're, they're always aware that losing to Spurs was a possibility. Um, they're recent form had been good There, it's it's this race for fourth place has been bizarre isn't it no, no one seems to have wanted it no one's been able to sustain any kind of form on a, on a kind of regular basis I guess that's the, the reality of fourth place is that you're not you're not a title contender most, most seasons they're a young team Arsenal and they're not sort of blessed with obvious leadership so even the older players um, they're not massive strong leaders other Granit Xhaka you would think should, is the kind of player who should be where will the goals come from and Ketia got both against Leeds but they were it was a strange old game wasn't it because they played against 10 men for a lot of that game and, and were second best towards the or towards the end of it they were poor straightforward poor against uh, Spurs the other day so for Arsenal to be that short a price compared to Newcastle I, th- I think is a bit Odd, if I'm honest, I think that's. Can, can I tempt you with the bigger price then on Newcastle to win that game? Yeah, or even the double chance on Newcastle. Um, you know, I, I, I can see Newcastle. I think it's a very difficult game for Arsenal. I take Neil's point that the, the additional pressure, probably because of um, the Spurs. You know, Spurs will have played before them, and they would know that they have to get something. They know they have to win, really, don't they? Otherwise, they hand the initiative back. So, draw is better than not having a draw, but draw lets Spurs into fourth place uh, going into the last weekend. So, there's a huge amount of pressure on Arsenal. I'm not convinced that they'll play well under pressure. So, I'm I'm saying Newcastle to get something. Yeah, double chance there is not a bad uh, price. One point eight three, so just shy of double your money on Newcastle to either win or draw for Arsenal to get nothing from the game there Neil where would you go for a best bet on this one do you think Arsenal have um, just run out of ideas a little bit how big a defeat against their their big rivals Spurs will that have been in midweek it'll be interesting to see what reaction we see from Arsenal I, I don't think they're good enough to to go there and, and completely outplay Newcastle I, I think they've been inconsistent Arsenal we've seen that this season some very talented young players I, I, I get the feeling I'm swaying towards a home one for this Newcastle I think having Trippier back having Callum Wilson back having the whole feel good factor I think it'll be like a party atmosphere with the, the home fans appreciating that they're not in trouble and, and they can kick on with perhaps some more investment for, for next season to, to become a, um, a club that can challenge a lot higher than they have been in recent seasons so the feel good factors there the fans will have a huge factor I don't think Arsenal will be able to deal with that so Callum Wilson maybe to get a goal at some point and Newcastle to win the game yeah, Callum Wilson coming back into uh, into form and favour there is uh, three any time to find the back of the net uh, in terms of Newcastle over the summer John obviously a big checkbook and the ability to really start to recruit uh, strongly no Champions League to offer people but 
a bright future to offer people, I guess. It's going to be interesting to see how they go over the summer months. Yeah, oh, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and they will spend big. They're allowed to spend big, aren't they? The FFP, um, real restrictions don't really kick in, do they? Because Mike Ashley didn't spend a lot of money over the last three years, so you can spend, you can spread your spending over uh, a number of years. Uh, to see that Saudi Arabia away shirt that they that they have uh, been sharing in the in social media, which obviously they will, they will be told will be selling millions in um, the Middle East, which will see more money going to Newcastle's coffers. It's an interesting challenge. I mean, I thought they did well in January. Uh, I thought it was one that they could have really messed up, messed up. And what they did effectively was sign a lot of really good, solid players. So Trippier, I thought, was a wonderful first signing. Wood put a lot of money for Wood. That's, that's, that's where they're at. And he hasn't got many goals. Target, I thought, was a really good player. Dan Byrne made them solid. And Guimaraes was was good. He, he was linked with bigger, you know, you know, I was going to say richer, uh, more successful clubs than than Newcastle. So so far, so good in terms of their recruitment. I think it's been pretty smart, if I'm honest. And obviously, they've got Dwight Gale, whose existence I'd forgotten about half an hour ago. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they signed reliability, really, didn't they? Proven reliability um, in in January. I, you wonder if they're going to maybe sprinkle a little bit more stardust in the summer. Best bets than Neil Mellor. You've mentioned Callum Wilson. Anything else you'd go for? I'm tempted for, for want to say the home, but I just don't fancy Arsenal to win this game. So, so maybe home or a draw. Uh, but, but the Callum Wilson one, yeah, he came off the bench last game. He's back fully fit. He'll be on the pitch. Probably won't start the game, but he could be a player maybe to to get a goal at some point. Yeah, that double chance Newcastle to uh, win or tie 1.83. Newcastle to win four. And uh, the draw, if you fancy taking that on its own, is 3.66. Johnny, was there any uh, any price that appealed to you other than the ones we just mentioned? No, I'll, I'll go with that double chance as well, James, because if you look at that 1.83, that gives you the draw, gives you Newcastle at home compared to the 1.88 for Arsenal to get an away win. And I just don't think there's that, I've got that much faith in, faith in Arsenal is the is the truth of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take that double chance for Newcastle. Yeah, in favour of Newcastle then in various guises as they uh, kick off on a Monday evening in the Premier League. The uh, final game that we're going to cover on this podcast today sees Southampton taking on Liverpool. Seven for a Southampton victory, five for the tie. Liverpool 1.41, 2.16 if you fancy over 3.5 goals. It's kind of the Liverpool Man City market. 3.5, the benchmark under 3.5 is 1.68. Start with you, Neil, because obviously if uh, Manchester City, by the time listeners of Clubhouse Radio listen to this preview, uh, Manchester City could have won beaten West Ham Liverpool could be out of the title race um, but we don't know that yet how, how would that affect Liverpool if they are maybe not playing for as much well I think there'll be changes anyway um, because the game comes so soon after the, the, the FA Cup final I do expect changes and, and obviously the Wolves is the last home game of the season for Liverpool I'm going down to the game I think Southampton are fortunate they've got enough points because they've been on a terrible run of form at the moment um, and it's the sort of place that if Liverpool were full strength full team out they go there and win the game comfortably but with the game after the cup final depending on the outcome of that I'm talking now I don't know if Liverpool have won the FA Cup or, or haven't won the FA Cup Liverpool will be favourites even making four, five changes six changes maybe for that game which I think they will do because Wolves and then the Champions League final so uh, Southampton haven't had a game for 10 days or something like that so they're well rested confidence is low they want the season to finish as soon as possible but it is the last game of course for, for them uh, at home so they'll, they'll want to end on a high in front of the home fans John what about you um, Southampton ending on a high in front of the the home fans Liverpool as we say 
could be out of the race. I mean, mathematically, they'll still be in it, but Man City um, would have increased their goal difference. It'll be a big, big uh, task for Liverpool. But you don't imagine, really, that Jürgen's going to ease off. No, I don't think big clubs do so much anymore, do they? I think, that, you know, the notion of these sort of super clubs losing games 3-4-0 at the end of the table, end of the season against some mid-table team, I don't think we see it, do we? I think they're too professional for that, Liverpool. They, they've got a good second string of players, haven't they, who, who will come in and rotate. That I'm guessing that's the last couple of league games will be where he'll go. Um, this will be, what, match number 61 of the season with, you know, 63, which is literally the maximum that you can play, uh, I guess, unless you get into the uh, the World Club Cup next season, in which case they could actually literally play more, couldn't they? Um, so I think uh, uh, you've got to wait and have a look, haven't you? Again, because we're talking before the Cup Final, so you could have a look at how who's played um, maybe have a look at the the players who haven't played. So we'll see how much Luis Diaz has played, for example, you know, for ahead of this game. I think Liverpool are too strong. Uh, a rotating Liverpool strong uh, team is too strong for Southampton, who are listless and have just drifted to the end of the season and need to need to have a good look. They're, they're another team who needs a proper centre forward, a proper plan of how to how to score goals and not just play neat football. You just got a bit of advice there, Neil. Because my next question to you is going to be: I've just appointed you as the manager of Southampton. <laughs> what are you going to look at? How are you going to change them for next season where, where would you go yeah well obviously, and, would you, and would you accept the job <laughs> uh, well yeah I mean Ward Prowse is a player they need to keep hold of because I think there'll be a few people sniffing around him I think they've had that combination of not scoring enough and conceding too many which I think they have to sort out um, the goals has, has, hasn't been enough you know if you were to say who's your top scorer I, I'm presuming it's Ward Prowse you know that's a midfield player a midfield player should never be a top goal scorer so I think that is an area that they do certainly need to improve I think Brower's a young player who's done well from Chelsea but maybe a little bit too young in his career to really flourish in terms of getting those 15-20 goals which is what they want this season I, I mean for me Liverpool win this game I think they make changes four, five, six changes but it, it, they will be too strong for, for Southampton I think the, the confidence is fragile I don't think it'll be a 6-0 drubbing like Chelsea gave Southampton but I think it'll be a comfortable away win this one comfortable away win for you there I mean it's like John when we talk about Man City and we talk about Liverpool and we talk about them making five or six changes their B teams are um, probably going to finish top five in the in the Premier League aren't they It's they're not weakening too much are they no no you're bringing in you know well, most teams in Europe would have signed Luis Diaz if they could have in January you know he was, he was one of the hot properties wasn't he in Portuguese football and he goes to Liverpool to play on a rotation basis with Jota and Mane and Salah and Firmino and everybody else so that's that's where we're at now isn't it the big clubs have got such firepower that they can they can keep players away and I suppose you'd say the same about Southampton's level down because they've got again a collection of forwards so you know Breuer Long has played hasn't he Armstrong has played uh, Adams has played in their case I'd, I wish he stopped rotating quite so much because I think you do need to get a guy, some guys need to get some runner form eventually. It's not all just about working hard when you're a front play. You need to be scoring goals, which seems like an obvious thing to say, but does seem to escape some managers some of the time. So I think there's a, yeah, I think there's a huge gap between these two. I think Southampton would have a chance if if everything was going in their favour and they had a spring in their step, etc. But um, Liverpool will refocus. Whatever happens in the cup final, they'll refocus. Um, they'll still have a theoretical chance of winning the league no matter, again, no matter what, and they'll still have the Champions League to come. So I, I, I don't, I'm not seeing Liverpool messing this up at all. So for you, the uh, Liverpool bandwagon march is on, um, Neil. Um, one final question of this podcast for you. Divock Origi is a player I love. When he comes on, he always does a job for Liverpool. He seems, you know, Luis Diaz has arrived. He's dropped to kind of number six in the pecking order. Now, if you were Divock Origi, would you start to think this summer, maybe if I want to play, I actually want to make a mark on football, it's time to move on? 
Yeah, I, I think Divock will move on this summer. I think he will always be remembered for some moments for Liverpool, some great moments, Barcelona so semi-final. Some of the biggest moments, aren't they? Yeah, semi-final at Anfield Champions League, Barcelona final itself against Spurs as well. Uh, the Art, the Everton game, you know, 94th minute against Pickford. So he's had some moments and he will feature against Wolves on the last game of the season. He will come off the bench and get a hero's reception. Uh, I think there's little doubt about that. I'd be surprised if he starts this game. I, I think Bobby Firmino, depending if he starts the final I think he plays maybe Jota those two might miss out in the final which would mean they would start this game so yeah Origi's been great for Liverpool but I think he will end up at another club next year he'd probably feel quite nicely at Leeds wouldn't he more than happy to have you Divik if you want to come to uh, West Yorkshire um, Southampton then 7 Liverpool 1.41 you're fancying Liverpool Neil 1.41 and uh, Liverpool to uh, continue there John would you be the same yeah yeah and maybe have a look whoever hasn't played in the cup final to score for Liverpool so uh, that is the uh, end of this week's podcast plenty of football to look forward to plenty of bets being put up by uh, the two guests on today Neil Mellor always a joy John Driscoll thank you very much indeed as well for uh, joining me this time cheers James cheers John and uh, obviously as always gamble responsibly and uh, thank you out there for listening I'll hand the baton back to Dave Eason who will be back next time to take you through for the end of the Premier League season good luck with all of your bets out there Clubhouse Premier League betting previews with sportsbet.io Previewing every game of the English Premier League. Listen to Clubhouse Radio with sportsbet.io for all the best bets as the games are being played. Please gamble responsibly.